0: Memes podcast. Hi everyone, this is another episode of Dreams Not Memes. Today we are back in the homeland of Philly with my friend Emily, who's an accountant. Today we're going to talk about Emily's journey and her career. How's it going?
1: Good, how are you? Thanks for having me.
0: I'm doing well, I'm doing well. So can you tell me a little bit about your career and what you're striving to do now?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'm an accountant. Um, I've had accounting jobs in three different industries. I worked um, in higher education. I worked as an auditor and now I work in corporate accounting. Um, I kept making all these career chains throughout accounting, hoping that like one of them would be the job that fits. But I think what it's made me realize is um, I'm just not really meant to be an accountant. So Um, In quarantine, I've been doing a lot of soul searching, lots of thinking and trying to figure myself out. And I've decided to um, apply to grad school um, for a master's in mental health counseling and make that big career shift. So very nerve wracking, but very exciting.
0: And what led you to say mental health is the move?
1: Um, Okay, I think I have to go. Far back for this one. <laughs> okay bear, bear with me. Um, when I was in high school, I think like I just really didn't have any idea what I wanted to do. Like I was a classic scholar. Like I love learning. So I just liked everything. I was like, I don't know what I want to go to college in and major in, you know. And also in high school, um, we dealt with, you know, a pretty serious family issue. My brother was diagnosed with testicular cancer. My senior year of high school um so I think that really made me focus on going to college like nearby um I really wanted to stay close to home so that I could be easily able to see my family um and when I got to college I don't think that I really gave myself the self-exploration that college should be about of like really getting to know myself because I feel like I was kind of just operating in survival mode um my freshman year of college like a month and a half into living at college I um my brother's cancer was getting like increasingly worse and he actually had to get brain surgery the day of like my first exam and me being like this nervous like shy introverted girl at the time like I you would think like just go to your professor and be like can I postpone the exam? I was like no no I'm gonna take it. So I woke up that morning like so nervous, like hours before the exam, but just this pit in this like pit in my stomach. I was like I have to go take this exam and then I have to get on the train, go to the hospital and like wait for the sprain surgery to be over. Um so I left the test. I don't even remember taking this. (laughs) And I got on the train, went down to the hospital. And for anybody that's listening, that's like familiar with UPenn hospital, um, you know, the waiting room has that like little room. They pull you off to, to the side uh, for anything serious. So I remember like texting my mom, like, Hey, I'm here. I'm coming up. And she's like, okay. And she and my cousin meet me at the door and they pull me into that side room. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, oh my god! And she's like, okay, first, like, your brother's okay, but your uncle died this morning. And I was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, what? I was just completely shocked. And like, I was really close with this uncle. He actually helped me to like help teach me how to drive. So I was absolutely shocked. And I just remember like sitting in that waiting room, like, what is happening? <laughs> so. I go back to school like the next day and I'm trying to like process all this process. Like my brother is recovering from brain surgery and a few weeks pass, I'm in calculus class and my mom is calling me and I'm like, oh, I'm in class, like I can't deal with this right now. And I left and I answered the phone and she's like, okay, are you sitting down? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, okay, um, your aunt died and this is my godmother, like, this is maybe three, four weeks in between, so I was, like, what is happening, like, this is so crazy, and, like, picture you're 18, you're living on your own for the first time, you're trying to adjust to college, you're trying to figure yourself out, you just keep getting hit by, like, trauma after trauma after trauma, so I'm trying to push through this, and, like, stay sane, you know, (laughs) and then sophomore year comes, and um, my brother's condition just keeps getting worse and worse, and he ends up passing away my um, first semester of sophomore year, so I think a lot of my college experience, I was literally just in survival mode from all of this, like, trauma that I never really took the time to get to know myself, and I was so attracted to accounting as a career because it offers so much and security, and that was so appealing to me at the time because my life just felt like so out of my control. Mm-hmm. So my professor is telling me like, "Yeah, you're never gonna have trouble finding a job. Everything's gonna be like smooth sailing." I was like, "This is what I need to do right now." um So I ended up like pursuing this career route, but obviously, um, I've had to spend a lot of time kind of working through all that trauma. And in doing that, and in my own experiences with therapy, I feel like it's really made me really passionate about the subject um I find myself like gravitating towards that kind of content naturally like outside of sessions like just devouring books on psychology and mental health and stuff and I had kind of like a moment of shock like I was reading this book called um maybe you should talk to someone by Lori Gottlieb really good book recommend it (laughs) but It's about a woman who's a therapist and she talks about her experiences with her clients and her experience with therapy. But the thing that stuck out to me the most about this book was that she made a career change into therapy and um, she was working in like the entertainment industry on like the business side, And she ended up quitting that and then becoming a therapist. And I don't know why something about this book, like reading it, everything just like clicked in my mind. I was like, wait, people make career changes? Like I don't have to like sit in this career that I don't really feel connected to like I actually can like make a change and um yeah so this semester I've been taking like intro pre-rec courses because obviously my accounting degree didn't really cover what you would need for mental health grad school (laughs) um and then I've been working on applications I'm hoping to hear back soon and hopefully in the spring I'll start that journey.
0: (laughs) So in terms of the process of like, what you need to do to get your degree, like do you have to get another bachelor's or are you going straight to grad school? Like, What are the prereqs that you have to do?
1: Yeah, so I was really intimidated because I was like, I really don't want to redo an entire undergraduate degree. Um, most programs, you actually don't need to do that. You just need to have um, an undergraduate degree. And then I'm trying to supplement my application with look at these like prerequisite courses I'm taking I'm taking like intro to psychology intro to sociology just to strengthen my application but that wasn't really a requirement
0: but I will say like granted I'm not a clinician um and I didn't study clinical psychology I've taken classes that would lead to a clinical psychology degree just because I have Mm -hmm. a psych degree that was still helpful for you and do you feel like that's going to prepare you for grad school
1: yeah and I think it really reaffirmed my passion for it like I've always liked school but I've never liked school this much to where I'm like enjoying reading the textbook um and it's been good to kind of ease me back into that student mindset because it's been out of school for like four years now um so it's been nice to just ease into it (laughs)
0: it's real it's real and then also like I think sometimes when you learn whether that's like a Coursera or going back to grad school as an adult, you take it so much more seriously than when you're a kid, because when you're a kid, you don't know yourself. You still kind of have that high school mentality where it's like, I'm just trying to be cool, but also I know I have to be here. And you think you have to be there versus you want to be there. And that's the key word. So I definitely hear and feel that. And are you looking to like change your environment as well as to where you go to grad school or are you gonna still be like relative to, to Philly?
1: I'm going to stay in Philly, um, I thought about, you know, venturing out, but I'm definitely like, I really just love Philly. I would love to practice here, settle down in roots here.
0: True. Cause I mean, this city has a lot of, uh, great programs, especially for mental health. So that's the reason why I asked that question. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, let's take a quick pause and get a message from our sponsors and continue to learn more. message thank you for listening to today's episode of dreams Not memes please make sure to follow dreams.memes podcast on your preferred streaming channel or on instagram at dreams memes podcast to support dreams Not memes podcast feel free to contact me at a day without love at gmail.com for advertising or sponsorship opportunities now let's get back to the show So can you tell me what are some things that you anticipate learning in your journey while going through a career shift?
1: Better time management, for sure. I'm not planning on quitting my full-time job, so um, having to adjust to a very full schedule is going to be fun. Um, I think that, especially during quarantine, I'm used to like finishing work at 5, 5.30 and then having seven hours to do whatever I want every night, so uh, adjusting back to a very strict schedule will definitely be something to learn.
0: (laughs) True, but the beauty of grad school and also the ugly side of grad school is, unlike undergrad, you know, classes every day, but Mm. the ugly side is you have so much work to do between those classes, so there's definitely like a a balance here, here and there. Do you Know specifically what you want to address. I know you mentioned trauma in, in the earlier in our discussion, but do you yeah. have that goal in mind while you're going through training? I'm open
1: to a deeper specialization, but I think that I'll probably just go the generalist route and kind of be able to touch on everything. I'm also really interested in like marriage and family therapy um, as well. So I definitely want to be able to address a variety
0: of issues. True. True. And do you find it different that you have decided to make the shift during COVID-19, which has been a shift for so many other people?
1: I don't know if I would have gotten to this decision without COVID-19. Not to sound like I'm giving a shout out to COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but like, I live alone and I work from home. So it's been a lot of time in my own head like thinking and figuring this stuff out and like I don't know if I had been in the normal hustle bustle like day-to-day busy life if I really would have come to this conclusion you know like I think once it boiled down to the only thing I'm doing every day now is my job I realized this isn't sustainable I can't like just do this work for the rest of my life um But I think when I had the distractions of like after work happy hours and like getting through the month because I'm going on a trip with my friends at the end of the month, it didn't seem that deep. Like it didn't really, I didn't really feel like, wow, I have to change this. I was just contentedly accepting it.
0: (laughs) No, that's completely real because a lot of what I'm learning out of your story is our career has to be as personal as it is cognitively fulfilling. And, you know, it also has to be something that we use to survive because we all need to pay bills and things like that. Uh, shout out student loans. They suck. <laughs> anyways, um, What I like is the fact that you are giving yourself enough clarity and enough room to recognize the field that I'm in now isn't for me because there's something personal that I've learned about myself that needs to be fulfilled. Mm. And it, it appears to me, and, and and I'm asking you this, you feel that diving into mental health won't just give yourself clarity, but it'll also provide time for you to help others that are in similar situations for you as you. Yeah. And
1: I think that a big part of me like processing and healing from all this past trauma is knowing that, maybe me going through all that will help somebody else in the future. Like, I know um, my therapist, and if she listens to this, I hope she doesn't mind me sharing this, but in our first appointment, I was breaking down the same story I kind of just told you. And she was like, I'm going to stop you. Like, my brother also died. And that kind of connection, like, I was not expecting that. That obviously wasn't, like, in her bio (laughs) when I was reading about her. True. Um, And to think that, like, I could have that kind of impact on somebody else or even somebody who just comes in to talk to me and they're like, I'm really stressed out about work and I want to make a career change. And I can be like, hey, I did it, you know. Um, So I'm just hoping that all my experiences lead to feeling really rewarding in this career.
0: As it should. I mean, um, as a side note, the same week your episode's coming out, I talked to another person about mental health. So this is going to just be a good week, in my opinion. Great. (laughs) Um, but getting back on the topic, I certainly believe when it comes to the healing side of trauma, that the act of sharing the experience is almost the first step of healing because when we're in our trauma, when we are in a lot of stressful situations, people tend to feel like they're the only one experiencing those issues and it's unique to them and no one else can understand. But once you put it out there, whether that be digitally or personally, or on a podcast, those people that are hearing are able to understand, like I was able to understand when you shared about brain cancer, because my grandfather had lung cancer, and ultimately died from brain cancer. And the year before that, my friend also had the same issue with her mom. So, and, you know, she listens to this podcast. So it's like, already the three of us are a community of people that had a shared experience and Mm -hmm. we understand how to grieve and cope with that.
1: Right, exactly.
0: What are some ways that you plan on taking care of yourself like as you go through this journey?
1: I think uh, this sounds like another shout out to (laughs) COVID-19. This time has um, really made me hone in and focus on my self-care practices so I'm very diligent now about boundaries and setting boundaries around my time and making sure that if I'm overwhelmed like I cancel as much as I can to just sit and be with myself and relax like I think I really used to struggle with the idea of relaxing. Like, I always felt like I had to be doing something. Like, even if I went on vacation and we'd just be like sitting on the beach, I'd be like, why are we just sitting here? Like, shouldn't we be doing something? Like, I really didn't know how to relax at all. Um, So this has kind of forced me to learn that. And now that I'm more comfortable with the idea of relaxing, I can set stricter boundaries around making sure that I'm not overworking myself.
0: I completely relate that. Yogas, yeah. <laughs> Yoga's taught me that this year, so I, I, I completely get that, and like what has it been like to like learn in COVID-19, because I've talked to so many teachers on this podcast, but I haven't talked to too many people that are like learning, like what are these virtual classes like for you?
1: Oh, like I really want to write a thank you letter to the professors because you can tell they're putting so much effort to keep us engaged in this weird like unprecedented time i hate that straight unprecedented (laughs) time um but like i know like some of the assignments we've had to do i've sat there and i've been like wow the creativity that went into this that i don't know if they do this in their normal classes but um we were learning about like sartonin and all those things and they had us create a super um superhero like and how having that like enhanced levels of serotonin or um endorphins or something would really like if you had that how would that make you a better superhero or something to like really make you understand the topic and I was like well maybe he does this not in online times too but I was like there's so much effort going into keeping us engaged um that I really appreciate because I really like look forward to having this structured schedule of like something to look forward to like oh I have class I need to go and do my homework like it's something for me to look forward to during this time where it kind of just feels like we're repeating the same day over and over
0: again. True true and I mean I love the superhero example because like when I was learning about the different neurotransmitters superheroes never registered and how I learn I always like to use a mnemonic device or try to apply it to something else in life so that way everything connects and I'm able to remember more but that 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 sounds fun like a little superhero role play and what's your support system been like along this because transition's hard no matter what
1: yeah it's definitely been kind of hard because I don't really have anybody in my circle with this type of career background other than my therapist said, like I don't want to waste every session like asking her about career stuff Um, so that part has been kind of lonely because I don't know anybody else who's going through the same similar kind of experience as me and I'm really someone who likes to lean on other people's experiences as an example Um, but everybody in my life is very like wow there's nothing that I could see you doing more than this. Like, I have tossed out so many career changes over the past four years. I've been like, I'm going to become an architect. I'm going to um, become a computer programmer. And everybody's just like, yeah, okay, Emily. And this is the first time everybody in my life is like, yeah, this makes sense.
0: And I remember, like, when I first met you, you were <laughs> mentioning an MBA.
1: Yeah.
0: Accounting. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm really glad we're having this discussion. You're just kind of like, <laughs> accounting wasn't the, the move. Like, like, yeah, like, no. like I, I'm very glad to hear that. But why the other fields? Were those things that you were interested in? Or were you just seeking something to get out I of? I think
1: my problem is like, you play
0: the Sims? Yeah, I'm familiar. I
1: <laughs> you know, like how you can set up the Sims to have like... Um, like their personality traits but yeah. <laughs> like I feel like I'm like the renaissance sim <laughs> I just like like everything and I like I think one of my biggest like character traits is empathy so I can really relate to people for no reason so like I have two of my best friends are both working in like computer programming and they tell me about how much they love their job and I'm like well I love you guys so I would probably also love that job. And then they talk about like such talk about it with such excitement and passion that I'm excited and passionate too. And I'm like, I must do this as well. So I spent like two months of quarantine learning coding languages, and I was like, that's it. Like I'm doing. It. <laughs> like it's I just really like to learn. So it's hard for me to under to differentiate between am I just enjoying learning this or like is this actually the right
0: path? True, and I mean. Granted, coding's really hot right now. I'd only anticipate for a lot of coders. There's a difference between I love to code, and I'm coding for the thing that I enjoy, and that latter part is much harder harder to do. Because mm-hmm. I would not want to be a coder for like a medical billing company because that that's that's, that's boring. At least for me it would be.
1: <laughs> Somebody's gonna be listening to that listening to this and be like, that's my dream job. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs>
0: that's that's possible. Well, if you're offended, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean to be fulfilled for you?
1: I think to live your life in a way where you don't feel like you're always looking forward to your next vacation. I feel like before, um, my friends and I love to travel. So we would try to travel like every other month somewhere. And that was what would get me through work. I'd be like, well, I only have to work for like five more weeks and then we're going to Tennessee. So like, it's fine, you know? But once that was taken away, I was like, I was working to live. I wasn't living to enjoy my work.
0: True. And the key word is enjoy. 'Cause we yeah. all need to be aware of our boundaries for various reasons and how we take care of ourselves. But a lot of us don't always take the step the step away. Like this year was the first year I took a vacation uh in sixteen years. Where did you go? I went to Maine. Oh my
1: god. And how I was just
0: you? it was great. I just saw pretty woods. It was it was cool. Like it was very peaceful and I was like, wow, this is what it's like to enjoy. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it's 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 definitely a balance for, for, for all of us. So I really respect that. You know, what does growth look like for you in this journey? Because being in school and living a lot in a lot of structure can be hard, but how do you plan on rewarding yourself coming from a time where rewarding yourself was the cycle of work, vacation, work, vacation?
1: Um, I think that the type of content that I'm going to be consuming and learning is going to be very rewarding in itself. Like I'll feel a different level of accomplishment upon finishing an assignment or advancing to like the next level of school. Um, but I do still plan on traveling. Like if this ever ends, I am trying to go to Europe for like a month. <laughs>
0: um if it's possible yeah yeah i europe's definitely somewhere i want to go but that's not it's not logistically possible right now so i I definitely get that so it's master's degree and then what's the are you going to go for the phd or are you going to get a sidey or you haven't figured that out yet
1: um probably master's degree and then get my lpc license professionally professional counselor and then i'll probably get a phd at some point um i don't know in what but i would love to be adopted <laughs> i think that would be great i
0: hear that i hear that and are there <laughs> are there any are there any books that have like inspired you along your journey
1: um yeah i think i mentioned maybe you should talk to someone by Lori yeah. gottlieb is, is fantastic book that's been really inspiring to me. I recommend that to a lot of people also who are intimidated by the idea of therapy and they're like I don't want to start it I'm scared because I think it really humanizes the practice in a way that makes it relatable to everybody so definitely that book for sure. I'm reading um, The Art of Happiness by the Dalai Lama and Howard Cutler and it's a super interesting book about tying in like Buddhist practices and psychology into how to live a happier life. I'm only like halfway through and I can already tell it's going to be a very impactful book.
0: Do you have any anticipations of writing your own text or sharing your story around yeah. this
1: topic? Um, around this topic, no. Maybe, maybe in the future when I'm more well-versed and articulate on this subject. Like right now, no. I actually have been writing a book um, over the past few months. I think after all of these like traumatic life events I've been through, I was thinking like, Oh, I should write a book about like going through that. Um, But I want to try something like lighthearted and silly. So I've been writing a series of short stories about like dating in your twenties based off of like notable dating experiences and like dates I've been on, like funny dates my friends have been on. So That's just been, like, something fun. I don't know if that will ever go anywhere, if I'll ever publish that, or if that's just, like, a fun creative venture for me. We'll see. People have been like, oh, yeah, I would love to read that. So maybe I'll do something with it.
0: Other than the book A Thousand First Dates, uh, which is written by Christopher Gutierrez, um, Mm -hmm. where I have to read it again because I don't remember how it ended, but he challenged himself to read, uh, go on A Thousand Dates to see if he could actually connect with anyone and they're like all mini stories. And Tucker Mm. Max, which was terrible. If anyone remembers Tucker Max, that was a bad period of the internet. (laughs) But um, I don't think that's written enough or written about enough, especially from a non-male perspective. So, I Mm. I mean, I'd be about it. (laughs) Great. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely do it. Are there any shout outs that you'd like to give or people that have been standing out that have really motivated you to keep going?
1: Um, Shout out to my therapist who I've mentioned like 60 times on this. Um, she's been like really inspiring to me. Um, shout out to my parents for showing me how to get through adversity. Cause I really leaned on them through all of the stuff that we've all been through as a family. Um, shout out to my friends who have had to listen to me for four years while I've endlessly described every single potential career change on planet earth (laughs) a fun shout out to my friends that I play among us with every night because who is not addicted to that game right now
0: I, I got to actually play it. My brother told me kidding? to download the app and I never like set up my account.
1: So. Oh my God, we should play it. I'm like, I think I play for like two hours every night. It's really bad.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll set it up this weekend and and, and okay. on, so But this has definitely been a really good episode of Dreams Not Memes. And thank you for your time.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me.
0: Anytime. Hi, this is Brian from A Day Without Love. Thank you for listening to Dreams Not Memes. I just want you to remember, your dreams matter. If you'd like to support this podcast, email at daywithoutlove at gmail.com for donation information. Or follow me for weekly episodes. Thank you for listening and joining my journey. Have a good day.